Casino Royale, Chapter 4, L'Ennemi Écoute. Hello, this is David Zeritsky for the Bond Experience. My chapter is called L'Ennemi Écoute. And by the way, the only reason I knew the translation is because when I took French class in high school, uh, the teacher would constantly yell at me and go, David, écoute, écoute. And I know she wanted me to listen because I did not listen. I just was yabbering all the time, kind of like now. So <laughs> l'ennemi écoute uh, means the enemy listens. And when I was assigned this chapter, it was interesting because I thought, oh, this is a short chapter. It's kind of a throwaway chapter, but it's actually one of the most important because it's a really great example of how Fleming introduces the different characters. Uh, you know, first of all, it's Bond doing a lot of subterfuge and intrigue and spycraft. That needs to be said. And Fleming was so good at painting this picture, but you know, Bond starts off, he's just kind of relaxing back at his room, but really it paints the picture that he is casing the joint. He's spending time in the casino. He's looking at the casino as an entity that this action and intrigue is going to happen in. But he's also watching Le Chief and he's making certain judgment calls about him. So he's watching his prey. He's studying his prey, that he's lucky, that he's good at gambling. How does he gamble? What's his personality like? That's all part of good spycraft. And then on top of that, we get a little bit of the Fleming lifestyle that I appreciate, that great description of his breakfast, you know, the eggs, the black coffee, you know, just the, the Moreland cigarettes that he smokes, that detail. It, it immerses the reader into the moment. It makes it a little bit more real. But then we've got these introductions to three significant characters, uh, whether they're face-to-face -face introductions or just even verbally, but we get to meet Mathis. And Mathis comes in and again, more subterfuge, more spycraft. Mathis is, is disguised as a, a radio salesman, which I absolutely love because he knows that the nefarious Munces are bugging Bond because his cover's blown. In fact, Mathis even says like, you're blown, you're blown, you're blown, end quote. Um, so it's great. It's this wonderful back and forth, this game that two individuals, Mathis and Bond, are playing talking to each other, but using terminology that really creates the cover of the salesman with the radio, which is hysterical. There's, there's static and, you know, they even talks about Mathis taking a certain satisfaction that, the, you know, probably the ears of the Munces are blown away from the static. But the enemy is listening. And so they, they keep up this sort of espionage. At some point, though, Mathis does something very important here. And this is why this chapter is one of the most important ones. It's not because the enemy's listening. It's because it's the, the serving up of Vesper, as, as Mathis calls, Bonds number two. And it's amazing, mind you, 1952. But it's amazing the way Mathis describes Bonds number two. Now, obviously, you wouldn't get away with it today's world, but he says, you'll like her. She's beautiful. That's the number one trait. Not capable, handy, intrepid. No, beautiful. Uh, protuberances, uh, protuberance, protuberance, blah, blah, blah. She's got a good butt and nice breasts. Uh, he makes that very well known, front and back, which is hysterical. And then he, even an introduction of Felix. 
So there's made mention of Felix Leiter, that he's within the hotel. So it's really this serving up of, of these different characters. But what I really liked about this chapter, the most, the thing that I want you to take away is you really get a sense of the fallible character, the anti-hero that Bob, that Bob Bond is. Because the way he thinks about Vesper is like any woman. He says, what is a woman doing on an assignment like this? They're more trouble than they're worth. They're recreation, they're pleasure. They're not ones to be taken seriously. And that really serves up a very interesting understanding of who Bond is and his relationship to women. What does he call her in this chapter? The bitch. And even when he says that the Munces need to hear this too, he goes, bitch again. And he even ends the book with the bitch is dead. So it's this it's this interesting roundup of different ways that Bond is feeling about his relationships and it gives you an idea and a snapshot of who he is and who he's going to encounter. So great chapter. Um, again, I, first I thought it was a quick throwaway, but the more I studied it, the more I enjoyed it. All right. This has been David Zaretsky for The Bond Experience. Thanks for giving this chapter a listen. Take care. The Casino Royale Fan Commentary will return.